When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jay Hipshirt for Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast. Joining me, as always, is my venerable friend, mm-hmm. Mr. Joe Smith. How are we doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Yeah, I like your top there. It's very uh, colourful. Orange, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> well, don't start the conversation with that and then not want to talk Why about it. Why are you getting annoyed? What are we talking about today? Um, we're going to be talking about Antoine Griezmann oh, from yeah. Atletico Madrid and yeah. sometimes Barcelona fame because this is a story that's it sort of pops up every now and again, doesn't it? Griezmann to United, you know, over the last sort of four or five years, there's been the odd rumblings now and again. Never felt anything overly concrete, but it does keep coming up. And there's, there's the latest rumours, I think, based on... Uh, article in The Athletic, uh, which I'll get into um, about how he could be a potential January transfer signing. That's if Eric Ten Hag can get any signings over the line in January, because I said in my news this morning, there does seem to be a bit of a conflict going on with mm. what Ten Hag wants and what Murtagh, Arnold, the Glazers mm. uh, willing to happen in January on the back of the money that's been spent already this summer. So we'll have a look at all that stuff. As always, though, we need you guys to get involved in the chat and the comments as well. Uh, Santa Knott says, you are miles from each other. Did you have a tiff? We did, yeah. We just wanted to, so we could look at each other rather than being sat right next to each other. Yeah. Squash it. We've literally been talking to each other all day. Yeah, So we it's have. another hour. So Can't wait. Know, you see, see. Uh, I don't think Griezmann's good enough for United. Wow. Straight in with that. I, I, come, I think in terms of who, how good he is right now, yes. he probably, obviously, you know, he's better than some of the players we've got. Yeah. But he's 31. Yeah. He's been sort of in and out of things across multiple teams for about three or four years now. Yeah. Like ever since he made that Barcelona move, which was just a disaster, he's not been a first choice starter. I know there's this whole thing about playing him from the 63rd minute or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, I'll get into so that in a minute. I'll explain a little bit about that. I think there's been an impasse on that one. Um, But he's like, he, he doesn't start every week for... For Atletico, I think he's good. He's obviously been an excellent player in the past, but there was always question marks over him, even at his best, twenty when he was sort of 26, 27, when United were first linked with him. You still kind of thought he seems like a sort of quintessential La Liga player where technically brilliant, but he could sort of maybe get the physicality of the Premier League be one of those where mm-hmm. it's like you don't quite see the best out of him. And now he's 31. I just think I can't be arsed with it. And I also can't be arsed. And I know that, you know, I'm sure it could be overlooked, but some of the things he's done off the pitch over the years are fucking questionable at least, aren't they? Like, I get it. Maybe you didn't mean it, whatever. But I don't want United players where there are pictures of them, you know, blacking up, ideally. That would be a, a decent sort of basis to start from where 
whatever he meant by it, I don't care. I don't really want that. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just too many things to me. Like, I can't be arsed with it. Yeah, there was the blacking up incident where he, he did. He went as a, a Harlem Globetrotter to a, a party um, and blacked himself up. Um, there was also the footage one of him and Osman Dembele saying yeah. stuff to the um, Asian um, people working in their hotel or something. Yeah. Um, um, Against the Asian, sorry, Asian technicians in their hotel room. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of them, and it? it's like it's, it feels a little bit like the Arnautovic thing, where there's a couple of things there mm. off the pitch. You go, that seems a bit like an headache. Yeah, and then it's the, the. I mean, let's be honest. The main issue most fans have, and I don't like speaking for the fans, but all right, I'll speak for myself, is whether he's good enough. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are going to go, okay, he's a bit questionable off the pitch, but he's amazing. So, yeah, you probably stomach it when he's not that great. He's 31 years old. He's had a bit of a dramatic sort of last year or two, probably a bit further back than that. And also there's this off the field stuff. Mm. It just adds to the air of, is this the answer to but any yeah, of our who problems? Who can be arsed with it? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, like I said, he's good. He's been very good at times in his career. But I don't know. He, he's never, he was never like, since he'd left, where was it that he was at before, uh, before Barcelona? Um, well, he was bit, at, Atletico, um, but before that, was it so, not Sassi? Yeah, Sassi he was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, look at his... Since he left there, though, yeah, he's, he's, he's never quite been the main man anywhere. He, like, he's always playing second fiddle in France, at Barca, mm. even at Atletico now. It's like, I just think, he's almost like, it reminds me of like a sort of French Marco Royce who, mm. uh, at Dortmund, where they're like very good players and you watch them and in certain games you'll be like, Jesus Christ, how have they not got... 200 you know career goals these are incredible talents but at the same time you think you are stuck at Dortmund you are sort of you went to Barca for your big move it didn't work out you stuck at Atletico I just sort of think it's it's not the right player for Man United we need young hard-working players in the sort of second or first or second contracts of their career I think Ralph Ragnett used to make a big point about that I think Anthony and Malassia and even Martin as it was, he 24. Yeah. I think they're great examples of players that are still fighting to prove their kind of international significance. Um, and I think that Griezmann is, is going the other way where, you, yeah. you know, I don't think he's got the quality of Casemiro. He's also a year older than Casemiro and he's just, ugh, why would you want him? I mean, there's so many reasons to put you off. I mean, he is a big name. You got all Antoine Griezmann. He's been, yeah. you know, one of the biggest names in football over the last decade or whatever. But, He's 31. He turns 32 in March as well. So if you get him in January, which yeah. is, you know, he's, I know he's 31 until he turns 32. But, yeah. you know, he's going to be obviously past his peak. Obviously, probably on massive money. I'd be very surprised mm -hmm. if he wasn't. It does seem a little bit like this is unlikely. I'll get into the, the sort of reasons for this story and then we'll get into some of your comments. So mm -hmm. please do keep getting involved in the comments. I'm going to read them shortly. But it's like, you know, where's this coming from and how's this happened? So this is according to The Athletic, um, you know, Griezmann, he's on loan at Atletico from Barcelona and United apparently have acquired over, uh, about the French striker over the summer and it said they are now considering reigniting their interest in the player. I mean, yeah. Re considering reigniting their interest is, you know, it's it's hardly emphatically we're going to get him. There was also this thing this morning, maybe someone news this morning, but the, there was a, a story again in the Athletics been picked up elsewhere, like the Mirror and places like that, where I think it was Laurie in the Athletic, Laurie Whitwell, was saying that Ten Hag wants more signings in January. Well, he's literally said that. Yeah, he, he said he, he came he? out yeah. and said, he said we're that. already looking at January in the summer. Yeah, so he wants more signings, and the sort of the powers that be are like not happening. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like we've we've spent big money in in um, in the summer, 
So we're not going to go again in January. So it looks like there's going to be this, maybe this little bit of an impasse or this argument. Um, yeah, Ten Hag said recently, we have many meetings about the club and the, and the owners, not the owners, sorry, the, the, the hierarchy, like, you know, I think it was like Arnold and, and Mertz and that. We have to improve the structures in and around the club. And we will also look to the window in January or next summer already. Mm. Now, Ten Hag's record at signing so far, I know Anthony's only played, you know, a few games, but he's he's got it right, hasn't he? You can see what he's doing mm -hmm. with Malassia, a bargain, Ericsson, a freebie. Martinez has become a cult hero overnight. Yeah. Casemiro was a bit of a no-brainer to me. So you can see why, you know, like, okay, mm -hmm. these signings have already had an effect. Four wins on the trot. I know it's only early days. But we know we need reinforcements. Yeah. Like, we know we're short up front. And also, we've got to remember as well, like, look at Ollie's first window as a in his first full season. Five weeks or six games, whatever it is, into that season, you would have, like, Wambasaka was fantastic. Yeah. A, a massive improvement over Ashley Young. Harry Maguire was brilliant. Yeah. A massive improvement over, was it Chris Smalling that had been playing there at the time? Mm. Um, uh, Dan James looked like a, a much improved, uh, certainly Dan James has the, you know, the, the sort of early season form of, of a peak Ronaldo. Yeah. Who's like banging him in and everyone's like, oh, this kid's amazing. Yeah. And then he just fell off a cliff. Exactly. And that, that happened with a lot of Ollie's signings and a lot yeah. of Ollie's players that he trusted. It started off brilliantly. And after, because like, I will, I will obviously look and review exactly what, you know, Martinez, Malassia, um, Anthony, Casimir and all that have done so far for United. But I won't say they've been successes in terms of transfers until Christmas at the earliest. I think really you need a full season of playing to say whether a transfer has been a success. Even Martinez, who has been, I think, United's best player this season, I wouldn't say that transfer is a success yet because six good games doesn't make a £50 million player worth it. You look at the likes of Memphis, Memphis Depay, yeah. player of the think player of the month in his first month. Yeah. Angel Di Maria. Again, I think he won player of the month or was one of the players. Cavani. Of the Cavani. Like early season form or early United form for these players was phenomenal. Yeah. Even going back even further, I'm a bit older. You don't even remember. I'm not trying to be funny, but Dennis Violet. Yeah, Dennis Violet. Yes. <laughs> when he came to the club. Um, no. Um, Veron. Veron. First few games, everyone yeah. was like, what? who is this guy? Mm -hmm. He was. A magician. First seven or eight games, Di Maria was sensational. Lukaku was sensational. So I don't think we can say these six signings have been a success. But what we can say is there are still positions that Ten Hag hasn't reinforced that still definitely need improvement. We can say for a fact that we need a goalkeeper that can play out from the back better than David De Gea. We can say for a fact that we need a midfielder that is more competent on the ball than Fred and Scott McTominay. Even though McTominay is on, I would say, brilliant form, no. actually. We know there is improvements to be made there. We know we need another striker because our two strikers are a 38-year-old who seemingly can't pass anymore for some reason in Cristiano Ronaldo mm. and a 27-year-old or 26-year-old Anthony Martial who has basically had two years off being a, 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 a competent footballer and this season has missed every game due to injury and the 40 minutes he has played, he looked very good. But realistically the odds are that he's probably going to have a season more like the last two than any of the ones before that because of, you know, how people's careers work in terms of recency. Why would Marshall have a 20-goal season this year? He's probably not. So we know that we need to buy these players. And the only problem is, and I think the, the point that Ten Hag made, and he's, and he's made it slightly, I'm interpreting what he said here about talking about we need to improve the structures, is we've spent 200 million quid 
that we needed to spend. There's still probably another 200 million that needs spending if we really want to, you know, get a top class striker in, get a top class goalkeeper in, get a new right back, get a, a backup left back, or however you want to do it. But we've not sold anything. We've made so little money back. Look at Chelsea, look at Man City in particular. They were on a, 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 a positive net spend this summer. Man City have got to the point now where they invested so well in the early 2010s that now they can sell players and bring in Erling Haaland and still make a hundred million quid profit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas us, for the last 10 years, we've spent a one and a half billion pounds and we've made about 300 million in sales. Like that's the structure that needs to change. Ten Hag could spend twice what he does now if we actually knew how to bring players through, sell them at the right time, sell players that aren't working out. Like, you know, Anthony Marshall, for instance, I'm not saying you, we sir. should sell him now because we need him. Yeah. But if you think back to the end of the season before last when he just got, what was it, six goals in all competitions? If we just sold him then, we probably yeah. would have got 30, 40 million quid for him now. Yeah. If we sell him at the end of this season, what are you looking at? 15, 20? Like there's players that we just hold on to for so long because the yeah. wages are so uh, big that you can't ever sell them. And I just think that's the structures that he's talking about there. Because if we can't spend in January, it's not because we spent too much. It's because we haven't made enough in sales because every other top club is doing it. No, you're right. Uh, I'm going to get in some of the comments. Loads of people uh, in the chat in the comments. Uh, Shubanka Parajit, uh, Parajat, sorry, says, for the love of God, stop buying players over 30, although Casemiro rules. Uh, Caleb Deterle uh, has been a member of the first team for 90 months, says he's still decent, fits the system we currently play. Um, we currently play well. Just a question around wages as well, if he will continue on like this for much longer. Uh, Drew Dennis says, King Motti, thank you. Um, a few people, I think Andy Tate's in the chat as well. Good to see Andy Tate. A few people talking about Waspgate this morning. Yeah, I got attacked by a Wasp. Um, Johnny Knapp says, like the video. Yeah, do like the video. Hit that like button. Um, let's get to 500 likes. Uh, Matt Legree says, we need Jan Sommer. Um, Mozan33 uh, says, why not Felix from Atletico? Alexander Ishir says, Griezmann is not what he was some years ago. I think it would be a bad buy. Um other people saying Atletico won't sell. Um, I mean, he's on loan in here at Atletico. It's a bit, bit yeah. of intrigue that. I'll get into that, you know, explain that because there was, it was sort of all getting a bit weird, wasn't it? With, yeah. um, with what was going on at Atletico in Barcelona because he kept coming on in the 60th minute and everyone was like, this is some sort of deal they've got. Well, not deal they've got, but like Atletico have to give Barcelona less money. Yeah. But apparently they've um, sorted that out. Anyway, I digress, Joe. Because, as you well know, smooth sack summer is slowly coming to an end. Oh, and it's if you autumn now. It's all, it's all or fall, as some people like to call it. Man, yeah. If you haven't been escaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack for those pesky pubes. Yeah? You understand? Good lad. As summer comes to an end and we enter fall or... Autumn. Autumn. Yeah. Keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for fresh ball fall. Nice. Or, or clean scrotum autumn. autumn. Nice. Know what I mean? Yeah. So nice. Just, just riff that. Yeah. You did very well because I was trying to think of something yeah. that ran with autumn. Scrotum. Didn't think of it. Scrotum. When clean you're from scrotum. Lee, like you are. Scrotum. Scrotum. In autumn. autumn. Eh? You know what I mean? I, I love me. Scrotum being clean in autumn. It works that. Yeah, you've done really well. Um, the leader in below the waist grooming is here to make sure you, your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and smell mm. fresher than something very nice. I'm not going to say that line. 
Start the new season the right way and enjoy, uh, and sorry, enjoy over 6 million men worldwide, which I think last time I counted is basically everyone. That is a lot though, isn't it? 6 million. It's more mm. than five. It's less than seven though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mad how that works. I know. You always I, it that baffles like. me. How do you do that? I don't know. It's, it's just... Who trusts Manscaped trademarks with this exclusive offer for you? 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Devils20 at manscaped.com. There's a link in the description because we've all been there, haven't we? You've had some re accidents, haven't you? Me? Trimming your oh. nether regions. I, uh, I told you once, and I, I bought a, um, <clears throat> a five pound razor. Yeah. Electric Is that zipper. Price mm. or weight? <laughs> price. Right. Yeah, I'm not lugging it about okay. like some Victorian. You know, yeah. oil-powered machine. Okay. Now, um, five quid from, yeah. I'll say it. Actually, I probably shouldn't say no, it. No, let's not do a, that. A, a large high issues. street pharmacy. Yeah. <clears throat> bought it, thought... A large high street pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. That rhymes with... Say you wanted, your hair was going grey, you might get your roots done. Very good. <laughs> uh, I bought their uh, clipper, home brand, and I thought, perfect, get me spuds done. Yeah. You know... I'm in the I'm in the scene. I mean, you know what? I like to impress myself. Yeah. So I thought, go for it. Yeah. It was like a Hoover getting stuck on the tasseled edge of an Egyptian carpet. It Such just word, sucked yeah. all my skin in. Yeah. It went and stopped. Right. And my, and I was like, it was hanging off. It could hold the weight of itself by how much skin it really? got caught. Really? It's enough. I got. I, I was, it was like I was, a leech. Yeah. I was inside the 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 machinery itself. You were like Darth Vader. Yeah. It was part yeah, was, man, part machine. Part man, part fucking razor <laughs> it was awful un right. unpulled it out yep bleeding everywhere really? and that's a bleed that won't stop no that's not like what you, want. you know do you know what i mean the bleed that won't stop like like the owner lewis's bleeding love exactly i thought you were gonna say something else and i'm so glad you ended right. up <laughs> um but exactly yeah. so yeah. don't you know manscaped well, that's why you need the manscaped technology performance package <laughs> Because they've got the lawnmower 4.0 yeah. trimmer. The weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Men of my age certainly need that. Um, crop preserver ball deodorant. Yeah. yeah. Crop reviver toner. Mm. Performance boxer briefs. And a travel bag crop to hold your goodies. Crop reviver toner. What's she in uh, Sugar Babes? Crop reviver toner. Was she auditioned, but... Oh, that's Kerry Katona. Yeah, she didn't get in. Uh, Siobhan got in instead. Bastard. I know. Nearly. Um, what do people what have to do been? then? Well, they have to, all they have to do, if they want to get all this, and you also get the 4,000K LED spotlights, so you don't have to use the candles and all that nonsense, yeah, yeah. which we've all been, we've all been there. Uh, they have to go to manscaped.com. There's a link in the description. Use the code DEVILS20. You get 20% off. You get mm. free shape, uh, shipping, free shaping as well. Um, and you keep things smooth and fresh. Yeah, I used mine the other day. Yeah. It's fantastic now. Yeah. Really great. I've had multiple compliments from the same person. Yeah, That's the producer there, he's praising me for my superb efforts there. Uh, yeah, so you can enter, what do you call it? Scrotum autumn. Yeah, clean yeah. scrotum autumn. So you can leave smooth ball summer and go to clean scrotum autumn. Perfect. There you go. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring the channel. Um, right, do you think, ten, do you think we, how much money do you think we need to spend to be back challenging for the big honours? You know my thoughts on transfers. Mm. I love transfers more than I love football matches, right? For starters, that's true. I'm not even joking. 
Like yeah. I celebrate transfers like most people celebrate winning goals in cup finals. Yeah. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? He took like, his top off and pissed himself on a central reservation, didn't you? When we signed Dubravka. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, he's like it's like Lee Grant all over again. Yeah. Sorry for living in the past. But this I, is almost as good as the Lee Grant. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? I I love transfers. No, seriously though. I am of the opinion United should just keep spending money until we win things. Yeah. Now that's, you know, people go, we've already spent 230 million or whatever it is this summer. So fucking what? Spend yeah. more. Put There's always in. money for transfers. You can find it. You can keep finding money for dividends. You can keep finding money to furnish this debt. You can keep finding money for all this other nonsense. You can find money for transfers and you need it to compete. There isn't a magic recipe that doesn't involve spending money. No. People think there is. Oh, you can just... We just get another class in 92. No, you can't. That happened once mm. in the history of football. Yeah. Have you had five players come through a U team, the four of them who went on to represent England constantly, and they've all won the treble? That's yeah. never happened before. And it's not going to happen again. No. As much as I love the current crop of youngsters, and I think the likes of McNeil and Ganacho, and although they're a little bit older, uh, Zidanek Ballin and Charlie Savage are going to be great. You haven't got a class in 92 waiting to, to catapult you to the pinnacle of world football. You need to spend money. Now, in the past, we have misspent money. But that doesn't mean, well, because we've done it wrongly in the past, mm. we can't do it moving forward. I know. The, 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 the correction isn't, we've spent, we've wasted loads of money, so let's stop spending it. The correction yeah. should be, we've wasted loads of money, so let's spend it better. Yeah. Let's spend it more smartly. Let's buy the right players, not let's stop buying players. Yeah. And also, if you go to Tenag, right, and you go, here's your budget, you've got a budget of, 240 million quid, then he will make that sign or he will sanction the signing for 100 million euros on Anthony because you've given him all that money. Mm. If he'd have only had 15 million quid to spend, he'd have probably yeah. just got Malassio and Ericsson yeah. because he, he could find those players, he can get those players that are a bit of a snip. If you go to him in January and you can say, all right, we have, you know, I get it. We haven't got, you know, we have spent money. So we're going to give you, say, 40 million quid. Mm. To plus, bring in a striker. 40 million quid plus anything you can get from Sarah's. Yeah, I guarantee he'll know someone. He'll know a player that he thinks we can get through, that will cost less than 40 million. Mm. The guy's been managing the Dutch league for four or five seasons, whatever it is, smashing it up. He knows not just the players he's managed, but the rivals as well, where he can go, okay, there's a kid here we can maybe bring in, or there's a player there. It's doable. Mm -hmm. And what, where do you get to in January? If United are, say, I don't know, fifth, mm. and we've got an injury crisis, are you telling me you don't spend money mm. to try and get into that top four? Or, I know it's not going to happen, let's just pretend. You're challenging for the title, mm. yeah? Anthony's tearing it up, he's banging in loads of goals and he gets an injury that rules him out for three months. You don't, oh, we're not buying anyone. Forget the title race. Just, no. Come on, man. You, you know, there's always a way. Do you know what I mean? No matter what. So I don't buy into this idea that because we spent loads of money in the summer, regardless of anything, we can't spend it again in January. We can't. And that's what, that's what Tenag was saying. Yeah. He was saying that. You know, we should, you know, we're looking at January. And I think he's right. Uh, Adam Sharp says, Charlie Wellen scoring the winner for Oldham on Saturday. Great finish as well. Uh, Cosmic says, afternoon, dynamic duo. Um, Ryan Rogan says, what's funny is no one wanted Gakpo until we got linked with him. Um, yeah, I get it. Like, we've spent money. I'm not mm -hmm. saying we haven't. But I just feel like, you know, if we if needs must, we've just got to keep going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Too. And there's, there's, there's ways of means. And you know what? If you can't afford it, yeah, Joel or Avram, whoever it is that's sanctioning these signings, because it's not their money, it's ours. Here's an idea. Sell the club and fuck off and someone else can can sanction these signings who's yeah. got money. Because yeah. the Glazers haven't got any, have they, other than ours? Who's got yeah. our money? So it's all doable. It's all manageable. There's, you know, there's a way. 
to do it. Um, yeah, get involved in the chat in the comments. Let us know what you think. I know it's, you know, I'm being slightly sort of simplifying the, the, the argument there, but I just love transfers, mate, you know. Yeah. Just love it, mate. They are fun, though, aren't they? Yeah. Even like, obviously, the football's better, but the transfers are fun. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite ever United transfer in your lifetime that we've done? The one that excited me the most? Yeah. The first, the first one I really remember was Ruud van Nistelrooy. God, I felt old. Uh, I remember we, we were in the car park at the, at the work at the Priory in Worksop. It's like the sort of shopping centre. Oh, right, it's okay. got it's not, it's not the, the alcoholic clinic. No, or the Priory, which is actually a, a, a like almost like a thousand year old church. It's got pretty good historical significance actually. It's in Worksop, but we weren't there. Right. There's a you know a, a Peacock's clothing store, a Wilco, a Quick Save. Um, is it one of them? It's one of them. It's like a, a, an Arndale. Yeah, WH Smiths. Yeah, it stinks of a precinct or an Arndale. Yeah, so, Salford Shopping City. Yeah. Imagine that yeah. kind of area. Yeah. So we were there, listening on the radio. I remember the deal fell through. Yeah. 12 months later, we come back in for him. We've got him. What was yeah. it? 12 million, 18 million, something? I remember something, it was a lot yeah. at the time. He was, yeah. And signing him, and I remember immediately I yeah. loved him. My favourite player. I used to play up front for school. He was a new striker for United, just mm. banging goals in all the time. Yeah. Do you know when you're at school, like, oh, I'll be this guy, I'll be that yeah, guy, yeah. pretending he'd been. I was Van Nistelrooy every single day in the in the playground. Yeah. So for me, even though the transfer itself didn't have this sort of magnitude that it does now, yeah. that Van Nistelrooy one was right up there for me because of how good he was as well. The other one that actually I really liked. Sorry to answer. No, no, go on. It's all right. It's not. There's not a limit. Uh, where uh, the Owen Hargreaves transfer, right? Okay. Which again, I know it's not Falcao, no, or whatever. But we were on holiday in like a caravan park up somewhere in in England, yeah. And every single morning, me and my dad would go to like the little like you know the little shop that's there where you get like a bit of jam or like a lemon curd or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had lemon curd for years. Yeah, we get a bit of lemon curd, get a bit of milk, and we used to get the newspapers every day and read all the transfer rumors every single day. And we're there for a week, and over that week, it went from being like United are interested in in, in Owen Hargreaves to United are gonna sign. In Hargreaves, basically, and it was a nice little bonding moment. Me and my dad walking to the shop every morning, yeah. reading the newspaper that we we're going to sign Owen Hargreaves, and then again for that season, fantastic. I love that. I love that story. I love that you and your dad so close, especially when it comes to football. I was like, oh, my dad, I'm still am. Yeah. So, you know, we always chat about the football, and he took me to Old Trafford when I was little. Um, What's yours? The, there's two that stick out for me, signings wise. Mm. One was Eric, just because of the shock factor. And I, do, I didn't realise how good he was at the time. Did anyone? I don't know. People now will say, oh, well, I always thought he was the key at Leeds. I didn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the thing to remember is he scored... It's almost like I think there's a charity shield for Canada that really catapulted him because he scored a hat-trick then against the Scousers, I think, in the charity shield. Um, and then because of the back end of that Leeds season for Leeds when they'd won the title, he'd mm. been a very good player for them. But, he, you know, it, I think he scored like three goals or four goals. So it wasn't like he was the... The only no. reason he was obviously the, the, they wouldn't have done it without him. There's no doubt about that. Even though they probably claim it now because they ate him. Um, so when we got him, I was like, "Wow, he looks like I knew he was a mint player. I just didn't realize how good he was until you saw him week in week out. Yeah. And you've got to remember that at the time I was what 12, and not every game was televised. No. So I wasn't watching Leeds every week because you couldn't. Were, you couldn't and no. watch them when they played United. Unless you're going to Ellen Road. Yeah. You you physically yeah, can't watch. I think 90. the charity shield was televised, obviously. Yeah. And you know, when we had the title running with them, a couple of games were yeah. where I'd watched him. Um, but I'd only seen like probably six games featuring him or whatever, maybe a little bit more. So that was like, right, Eric's kind of coming here. Mm. Nice one. Um, but Andy Cole was the big one for me because I was 
15, I think, when we bought him, 14, 15. And um, he was amazing at, at Newcastle. He broke all his records, yeah. scored so many goals. Just great, great young player. And then I remember getting home from school and it was evening news, back when, back when evening news was just a proper reputable paper. Mm. I dropped through the letterbox or whatever, or I can't remember what dad bought it. And he just said, you know, Andy Cole signs for United. And I was just like, what's going on? Yeah. Rang, I can't remember who rang, rang one of my mates. And I was like, what's going on? Have you seen this? Andy Cole is great. Because he'd had a little bit of a drought at Newcastle, like where he'd gone like six games without a goal, whatever. But he was still like prolific. Mm. I was like, How have we got him? How have we got Andy Cole? This is amazing. And then obviously, you know, it took him a little while, but eventually the rest is history. So those are the two that, that proper yeah. stand out. I mean, there's been loads like you. Rude was a great one. Van Persie, Van Persie, great. Van Persie yeah. was great. It's funny because I had um, Dave McDonald on the on the channel the other day, and um, I was saying to him, I don't ever said it on air or before we were recording. I might, have, I can't remember, but I said to him about the Van Persie one. I said I remember reading his story saying United signing Van Persie. Mm. And tweeting that's never gonna happen. You're talking rubbish because <laughs> I just thought, Classic, Jay. yeah, just thought there's no way uh, Arsene Wenger is gonna sell us Rob Van Persie. He'll let him rot in the reserves for a year yeah. before he sells him to Manchester United. I think that was one of the things that kind of had it for him at Arsenal. You know, Wenger. That final thing of I know he, he, he was there for another few years after that, but that was such a moment of like. Oh fuck it! This whole United Arsenal rivalry is just so far in the past now that I will sell you our best player to basically guarantee you a league title. That's like just giving up in it. I think as well that was proper 4D chess from Fergie. Yeah, Fergie stopped being his enemy, started being nice to him. I yeah. remember program notes telling United fans to stop singing Andy Wenger chants because yeah. some of them were pretty grim, to be fair. Mm. They, they appeared at like the LMA awards or whatever, and he praised him. Yeah. Everyone's like, what is going on with Fergie? Why is he just suddenly starting to be nice to Arsene Wenger? And he's like, oh, you know, we used to hate but I hated him because I respected him and he's such a good rival. And he's just sort of thawed. And you thought, oh, maybe it's because Arsenal aren't the force they were. But when, when, uh, Fergie didn't care about that. Fergie hated people forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He didn't care whether you, you were a rival or not. If he didn't like you, he didn't like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Rafa Benitez There's was- There's plenty of people that were never rivals that yeah. Fergie hates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like no matter where Rafa Benitez was, he didn't like it. Yeah. So um, so I was thinking, you know, and then he gets to the point where it's like you want to buy Robin Van Persie off him, and you know, and then Fer and then Fergie sort of made it out like Fenger was was won that deal. Yeah. Oh, you know, he should have been a, a a poker player or whatever, or you know, mm -hmm. he he had me over like twenty seven million or whatever it was for a title, basically yeah. for a league title, and also removing any chance Arsenal had of winning the title because yeah. as soon as he sold him, it was done. Yeah. I thought I was so, so clever from Fergie because, you know, without Van Persie, we don't win that last title. No. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, people get involved in the cup. Loads of people. Uh, Ed C says Wenger's first decision of his career. Jordan Clark says David May, Blackburn, best player. Uh, Ryan Rogan says, strangely signing Alan Smith. Um, Santa Knott says, signing Veron was huge, a proper Glasgow. That was huge. He'd won Lazio the title that season mm. in Syria. And I honestly thought when we bought him, we were never going to lose a game again. We didn't win the league like yeah. Um, what's the strangest signing you've seen? It's a really good point, that. Strangest? Um, I don't know. There's been some odd ones, haven't there? Like, Michael Owen was odd. That felt weird at the time. It's like, why is this happening? I couldn't quite get my head around that. Probably Michael Owen, for the ones I've seen. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know. You've, you've played for... You're a Liverpool, not legend, but you've, you've done all your best work at Liverpool. You've not really been that good for 10 years. And we're gonna it, bring it came on the back of his brochure as well, didn't it? So he was being mocked because he brought yeah. out this brochure saying, you know, come and sign me. 
and I, you know, I've got charisma. I've, you know, yeah. got brand recognition. And to be fair, it was like, I hate Michael Owen, but it's kind of the thing that people were, you know, it's like a LinkedIn, but not on mm. LinkedIn, like in a, in a, you know, like a hard copy. And also for a footballer, it's like, right, what are you doing? Um, but I remember one, I used to live with these lads at uni and one of them had said, Kenny, my mate said, you know who you should go for in the summer? Michael Owen. And I laughed at him. Yeah. I said, that's stupid. I said, hey, he'll never, ever come. No. You know, he's a Liverpool, like, pretty much a Liverpool legend. Although yeah. he, At know, that point he was. Yeah. Because you got to remember, they hadn't won the league then. No. They were one less Champions League down as well. Yeah. He was like, basically him winning the Ballon d'Or was probably the second best thing they'd yeah. won after the And Champions he broke loads of records. I mean, you know what yeah. Mean? yeah. Like, he was, yeah. yeah. I think he'd left yeah. slightly under a cloud, but he that put that more down to him and Benitez not getting on rather than yeah. him hating a club or whatever. Yeah. So there was still an element of, you know, respect. And he could have, you know, had he gone back to Liverpool, I think they would have liked him. Um, so I was like, that never happened. And I remember like the, the, the odds on him coming at United were like 40 to one or something. And then within an hour of the day it happened, they'd gone to stop taking bets. Something had leaked, like yeah. been spotted at Carrington or whatever. And then you try and convince yourself this is a good signing. Oh, well, if he stays fit, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember, so he could get more goals than Tevez this season anyway. <laughs> it's nonsense. Um, but yeah, that was a an odd one because of, like you say, the Liverpool connections. It's very rare in it that a player... I know it wasn't between the two clubs directly. You know that hasn't happened since like the fifties. Oh, it was. It was the last player to. Oh, it was the last player to sign for between the the clubs to move between I think, the clubs. I can't remember what it. I think it's in nineteen fifty something. But yeah, that I just, know this doesn't make. I love that how it just is. You just cannot do it. You just cannot go from Liverpool to Man United or vice versa. I'm looking at it now. Sorry. Um, no, right. Oh, Phil Chisnell. There you go. When was that? 1964. 1964, sorry. And that was when I think you would have probably had Bill Shankly and Matt Busby then. And yeah. those two were quite very close. And it, also, back in those days, it, foot, you know, being a footballer for 10 years didn't set you up for life the way it does now. You couldn't quite pick and choose quite as much as you can now. Like, yeah. a footballer can earn 40 grand a week almost in any top flight league in the world. Back then, you finished playing football, you got another job. Yeah. So, like, if, if Liverpool came to you or United came for you, it's local. You don't have to move house, which you you know you can afford to, but you're not earning huge money. And you know that used to happen a lot more often, didn't it? Players playing for United and City, or playing for Liverpool and City, or playing for Arsenal and Tottenham, because it was just a job more than yeah. it was now. A, you know, a, a life and sort of generation wealth changing thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. It is. It's it's mad how it's uh, evolved. Um, some great shouts here. Some of them like Liam Clark says William Prunier. Like I remember him when I was a kid. Came on loan, I think, for three games. Uh, French defender, we needed cover. Came in for three games. I think we actually won the, the games he played. I can't, might be wrong. Um, but he's always used as a sort of weird one. But loan signings are a bit different anyway, because sometimes you bring someone in because you're mega short, and it's yeah. like, here's someone who's available. But Larson. Yeah. Can, someone's mentioned Henry Larson, saying he was good signing, just a bit strange. It was weird. i tell you what also was, was really odd weird. One. Fantastic player, though, say Sean McGrinder. Yeah. Lauren Blanc was a weird transfer. I remember at the time... I mean, I was very young, but I remember yeah. my dad's reaction to that was like, what is, was that a 33-year-old, 34-year-old yeah. centre-back who is, if nothing else, a top player way past his best yeah. to replace Yapstam, who at that point was, you know, I would I would say arguably, but him and Desai, yeah. probably the best two centre-backs in the world, yeah. um, or considered to be at the time. And it's like, we got in a, a well past his best Lauren Block. 35. That was like 35. Do you know what it is, though? This, Fergie did this a few times, right? And I think there was an element of this with Owen. Fergie wanted a player for years, and, he, you know, he'd tried to sign Blanc since 1996. Mm. 
and eventually got him five years later. When he was 30. Yeah, which is still like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I get but it. He was a bit of a role. And I think, yeah, it. the thing with Blanc was everyone sort of thought about Blanc. He doesn't need his pace to get him out of trouble. No. He's like a Steve Bruce type character who reads the game really well and can just be sort of, you know, that command influence at the, bo at the back. Um, and also when you've got like young defenders like, like, yeah, like Wes Brown, I think mm -hmm. he was suffered an injury, but you know you've got Wes Brown or someone who's young who's got legs who can play alongside him. Then it kind of makes um, it kind of makes sense. Um, he had a bit of a difficult time at, at first. It sort of leveled off a bit. It wasn't that bad yeah. actually, from what I remember. Obviously, I was I was, it was my sort of early years watching United because I was. Seven. I think we um, early doors. Yeah, I'm just looking at some stats here. I forgot about this. Yeah, we suffered five defeats by December 2001. Don't forget, with the reigning champions, we'd won three in a row. Yeah, and, and the year before that, by the yeah. way, is Fergie's highest ever points total as a as Man United manager. We got yeah. 91 points, I think it was, in 2000. And so we were by far the best team in the country. Yeah. And um, people point out that the five teams that have beaten us, Bolton, Liverpool, Arsenal, Newcastle and Chelsea, mm. spelt Blanc. <gasps> so, um, yeah. Is that real? According to it also Wikipedia, I don't remember that. Clamb. <laughs> but, you know, we didn't have a player called Alan Clamb. We'd sold him the season before, Jay. Um, Ed C says, Blank was a solid 6 out of seven every out of 10 every week. Uh, Alex King says, Cleberson or Dejemba Dejemba? Old signing. See, no. those were signings based off internationals, I think. Mm. Dejemba Dejemba was Cameroonian, wasn't um, and he? Was, Fergie went through this stage in like the early noughties where he bought a load of youngsters. She had the likes of Liam Miller, God rest him, David Bellion, mm. um, Kleber's son was relatively young. Um, your man there, Dejemba Dejemba, some kid called Cristiano Ronaldo, I don't know what happened to him. Mm. Um, so it was like, okay, you know, I, I don't know if it's a reaction to Chelsea getting all this money and it's like, well, we'll, you know, try and build for the future. And of all those players, obviously, amongst all that nonsense was, was you know, one of the greatest players of all time. I don't think it was that strange we got him, you, you know, especially considering Cleberson, we're talking about this the other day, was a World Cup winner mm -hmm. and played in every game, I think, in the World Cup, and at the bar in the final. Um, Martin P says, come on, Bebe has to be up there. That was weird. He also says, uh, Obertan, Bellion and Cleberson, Bebe was weird. Yeah. Especially for the fee that was suggested. It's eight million quid, wasn't it? Something like seven and a half, <clears> something like eight. Yeah. But people were like proper questioning that because the kid had played no real top level football no. at all. And then there was these rumours that he, I don't know if it's true, that he'd been in the Homeless World Cup and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it was like, why? And then it was like, oh, well, Carl's Quiroz is, and then Real Madrid room for him. It all got a bit shady. Yeah. And, you know, had we bought him for like 50 grand, you go, all right. Yeah. I'll tell you one, here's one for you. Older fans might remember this one. Graham Tomlinson. As he sips his tea to, to Graham pause for Tomlinson. Who's yeah. Graham Tomlinson? In 93, mm. when we won the title. The, the Premier League title? Yes, the Premier League title. The, the one that, that Liverpool have only ever won once. That's the one. Um, the same, so it's the same amount as Leicester? Yes. Same amount as Blackburn? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? How you don't ever hear those teams considered to be the greatest Premier League teams ever, yet you constantly hear that argument being put forward for the Scousers, for the mm. Liverpool team that's won one Premier League title. Um, yeah, Graeme Tomlinson. Um, he signed for Man United um, for 100 grand. Sorry, not in 93. In the summer of 1994, played one game against Port Vale. He came on as a substitute. Um, he was at the club for about four years. And he just went alone a lot of times. And then How old was he? When we signed him, um, in 1904, what was he? So he would have been about 19, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Where from? Bradford City. 
He scored six goals in 17. He's a striker. He scored six goals in 17 Division 2 games. And we bought him. Uh, Brunton Grand. <laughs> what? That's what I mean. It was so... I remember, right? I used to get the Man United magazine. Who's uh, mate is he? Like, and I remember, like, it was like United summer signing. Graham Tomlinson. And this is before the days of the internet. Which, where you can which sounds like the owner of a carpet shop. Yeah. So you're like, right, okay. Who the hell is Graham Tomlinson? And yeah. why have we bought him? And it was like, I don't, I can't remember how the stats in it or that. But I always remember Graham Tomlinson, right, okay. Yeah, United Summer signing this youngster. And I was like, I used to think now and again, like, whatever happens to him? I don't remember seeing him ever. No. At United or hearing about him or, you know, you get- I've like, never heard that name. Yeah, exactly. And you're a very well-read Manchester United fan who, you know, knows a lot about things that happened before your time. Yeah. But literally, people forget he existed. Yeah. And I'm not being tired of the guy because he played, he might have only played one game for United, but it's more games than any of us have played. But it was like, what happened there? How did he end up at Where United? Where did he go afterwards? So he went, right? We bought him in 1994. He, he played that game against Port Vale. Um, he had a brief loan spell at Wimbledon, um, featured in their 1995 UEFA Intertoto Cup squad. Um, he then returned to Old Trafford to play in the reserve team. He went to Luton, and then he went, to, he went on loan to... Um, he did have an injury, to be fair, in 96. He suffered a leg fracture. Um, he went to Bournemouth, Millwall... And he went to left Old Trafford when his contract expired. And then he went to Macclesfield, then Exeter City. Um, and so then, he did the full full length of his contract at United. Yeah. And he and he went through the right. He went from one extreme to the other. So he started off at Bradford, goes to United, goes on loan to Wimbledon, Luton, Bournemouth, Millwall. Then he goes to Macclesfield Town. Then he goes to Exeter City. Then he, and he's not that old as, as well by this time. Like he's, I'm trying to do the maths right here. So when he's 27, he's playing for Stevenage Borough. Now, admittedly, he's had an injury, so you might just say he lost a little bit, but it just seems a little bit strange, like this guy, like who, most, like, I'm not, I can't speak for everyone, but a lot of people be like, what? Like, I think who? it's fair to say that over 50% of United fans won't have heard of yeah. him. Yeah. He's such a sort of niche person. Like, yeah. going, Graham Tomlinson, I've heard of him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Steve's probably done a scouting video on him, but. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, he's still got something in him. He's st there's still enough left yeah. in the tank. Or, or Steve's probably getting him to play for Paddock because he's yeah. like, he's a. Uh, yeah, he's, he's 46 now. He's a coach, I think. Of course. Um, I mean, the thing is that, like, I've done a, I did a QA once with Bojan, and Bojan says, like, Jordich, he played twice for United. And he says, he sometimes he gets stick off people that go to him, oh, how many times did you play for United? And he says, his response is, how many times did you play for him? Yeah. I don't think that's fair enough because imagine just playing for United once. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's like people are, oh, why are you still banging on about playing for United? You only played twice. We bang on about Man United all the time. We, Everyone yeah. I know that's a United fan, all they do is talk about Man United. And we've never played for him. We've never trained for him. Yeah. Like we've never been in the, you know what I mean? Like you've never been in the, in the team, in the squad, anything. And yet, you know, we're surprised when someone who's played twice for Man United still talks about it. Yeah. That's all I talk about. Yeah. All and I all, talk about is Man United anyway. Also, I've done Q&As with several players, right? Bo Bojan has played twice United and he's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's just, and he's had a, like, a, 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 a colourful career and he's won trophies abroad and stuff, but he's genuinely ace. He's just a great guy and like anyone he meets, he walks in a room, he's just like your best mate. So, you know, this whole thing, oh, we only put, what have you got to talk about? He's got some great stories mm. because he was such a character. Um, and he won like the Jimmy Murphy Player of the Year award. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he, yeah. was, he was one of the youngsters who was like, oh, this guy's going to be the next big thing. Didn't quite happen for him, but a, a proper character. Um, Shane Tomlinson says, that's mad that. Wish I was related to him. Some long lost uncle. Lol. Um, who's your Wally of the Week, my friend? Whoever decided that we couldn't play Leeds at the weekend. Hmm. Because just do it. Would you not? 
I understand your argument, and I love playing Leeds because we batter him. I don't love going to to play them away, but I love playing him. Um, would there's an argument being put forward that okay, this weekend made sense. The previous weekend was the, the Palace game was the weird one because it was so far away from anything that would have no. Because the, the reason the, why the, that the, one the made policing of Her Majesty's they football. they neither of them made sense. Okay, but for me, the one that made the Palace one made le more sense because no games were played that weekend. The Premier League just went, we're not having it. Like it's all off. Out of respect, it's all off. And whilst I thought, I don't really know what respect that is showing, especially when other, you know, top flight sport is being played. Cricket, rugby still went ahead. Um, so I didn't quite get it. I don't agree with it, but I can see why United's game specifically was called off this weekend. City played, Tottenham played. Uh, who else did played? Fulham played. Do you know what the sad thing is as well? Like, I know people don't want to admit this and this is always happens with United when you've got a, a real reason why it might affect you people just go we should it doesn't matter should win anyway we're going to go into that City game having what 16 day gap I know now yes we can have behind the closed doors games I'm pretty sure we will do you know what I mean probably yeah. play you know a Macclesfield or whoever and get a team in and play them at Carrington or whatever but you know we are we have missed two games there mm. City in the meantime have had was it Dortmund mm -hmm. they've had who did they play at the weekend um, was it Wolves yeah they've, they've had two competitive top level games mm. and then we're going to go and face them and we're a team that's new with yeah. four or five players that you know have, have only played five times for the club or whatever going up against a city team that's a well-oiled machine with one of the best strikers in the world leading the, 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 the line well, for him did, it's going to be very difficult to say the least I did a video about this yesterday about how that i think United, obviously, you, they need time on the pitch to gel. That you yeah. can't. There's no re, re, uh, replacement for that. But I think this basically month off. Yeah. That some players have had Premier League games anyway. It's, it's almost a month. Yeah. Or um, it's almost like a preseason. When you think preseason was what was it? Start of January to start of August. That was the preseason, wasn't it? And yeah. The first game was the seventh of August. We've basically got another preseason. So the players like Ronaldo, like Ericsson, uh, Martinez, Casemiro in particular, uh, Anthony in particular, uh, Dubravka had zero preseason. Ericsson had played a bit bits and bobs mm. here and there, but missed a, a good chunk of it. Now he's like, get in the, get in the, uh, go to Carrington, get in the in the teaching rooms, learn what you need to know, get it so that things are you know unconscious, where you know where the runs are going to be. Learn Ten Hog style. Yeah, he's not the manager, the sort of manager that I think needs players playing quite as much. Someone like Jose, I used this example yesterday, is such a motivation and emotion-based manager yeah. that he gets his player, come on! Like, yeah. that's how he gets good, good performance out of players. Ten Hag is much more mathematical and tactical than that. Yeah. So I think the more time you have learning his approach, yeah. the better. Obviously, City, you know, they're, yeah, I, I they're at that stage already. I agree with that. My, my worry is, and you, I'm not, you know, you're right in what you're saying, but my worry is, City are the sort of team that could be freeing up in 10 minutes. Yeah. Because we're still finding our feet. You know for certain, by the way, that Haaland is going to beat Martinez in the air and score yeah, a goal, don't and you? That'll that be, is that, just that'll be the narrative forever. Yeah. Um, and they could come at us, you know, it's away in it, it's yeah. at the Etihad. Yeah. So, you know, it's the one game where they all turn up for that one, don't they? It's the only sellout they're guaranteed. So they get at us straight away. And if we don't weather that initial storm, mm. they get a couple of early goals. We've seen them do it against Real Madrid. They Some got two nil up after ten minutes, didn't they? Yeah. Last season at the Etihad. Then we could be in all sorts of trouble, and you're already thinking damage limitation, aren't you? Because this could be a cricket score. So that I, I understand what you mean, and it makes sense what you're saying. Yeah, I just I worry 
that because we've not played a competitive game yeah. and because they are the champions who, you know, yes, they've had a couple of changes, Jesus and Vincenzo have gone out and Sterling, but this 90% of that squad's the same. Yeah. That they've been playing all season and they seem like they're getting into the rhythm now, don't they? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? They've, they've sort of had a couple of draws, I think, and now they've started just winning. Yeah. Going into us and we're feeling a little bit of rust where it takes us 10 minutes to get into the game mm -hmm. and those 10 minutes could be critical. Now, I might be completely wrong. You know, we so good pressure, we hit him on the break, we win 5-0, happy days. But it's just, it does worry me a little bit. So I get I get your um, argument that, you know, the game's getting postponed, especially with what we saw elsewhere. Yeah. It's frustrating. Um, so yeah, that, that's my Wally of the Week. Your Wally of the Week. Whose is yours? Or who is yours? I'm going to go with Philip Schofield, man. I can't stand that, man. Go on. He's, I mean, I I'm, I could care less about jibbing it. We've all done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jibbing it, all right, you've done it at the, 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 the what was it, the queue for the Queen's coffin or whatever. Mm. So it's a bit different than jibbing in the queue for... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not, it's not like getting the fast pass at, Old, at Alton Towers, is yeah. it? Yeah, but it's like, he's such a smarmy git. Do you know what I mean? Spinning wheels to win your gas bills and all that. I just can't stand him. Now he's sort of been elevated to this national treasure type iconic figure. Mm. And he's just a muppet. He's so dislikable. I don't get it. Do you know what I mean? There's just I don't see any redeeming qualities to him. He's just a lot proper Tory. And, you know, you can have nice stories, it can happen, but he ain't one of them. Mm. Yeah, so I just, I can't be dealing with him. So, yeah, sorry to anyone who's mad Philip Schofield. And I know Ollie Willoughby was there, she can join him, but I've just got a thing for Philip Schofield. I can't stand the guy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> digress. Get involved in the comments and the chat and let us know what you think um, about any of those things. There's a link in the chat for Joe's video talking about the fixture pile-up mm. and how Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag and the players are going to have to deal with that. Um, you can find Joe as well on Sloppy Joe's. Have you got a video out there at the minute? Yeah, we've got a podcast out tomorrow, brand new podcast. So make sure you check that out. Sloppy Ooh. Joe's podcast. Uh, search that on YouTube or Spotify. And myself and David Scott, aka our kid, will be live at seven. Uh, we're going to be doing a podcast at seven. So check that out for Scotty and Moy. But most importantly, make sure you are subscribing to this channel. There's a link in the chat for that. Subscribe to the channel. Don't forget as well to use the code Devil20 for your Manscapes needs there's a link in the description for that as well you get 20 percent off and free shipping so big thanks to manscape big thanks to joe and a big thanks to all you lot who got involved thanks for watching sports social podcast network